This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, we got a great show for you with the talk topic this week is my review of My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, uh, just released only on Voodoo, which was weird. I, I don't understand why Voodoo, which is a another you know app that allows you to stream movies and such and you know buy movies much like you would amazon and all that and apple itunes or whatever or the uh, app store it's exclusively on there right now i don't know where else you could find it but that was the only place that you could get this um the movie and so all right i got it you know i had voodoo before i've only gotten like the amazing spider-man 2 from there like a while back and that was free and i i it was really weird that that just happened to be where it is so i got it got a chance to watch it we will talk about it later on in the show so uh i don't want to waste any time because we got a lot to talk about there's some really fun news um but there's a discussion i want to talk about in regards to something i talked about in our acmg facebook group and in turn and it is basically about your hopes and dreams and ambitions for what we talk about on this show so we're going to get deep with that so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg All right, folks, the first order of news we're going to talk about. A lot of first looks 
in this segment that we're going to talk about. For instance, the first look at the new Suicide Squad, uh, we finally got a visual of what these guys look like. Uh, if you remember DC Fandom, when it came out, they revealed the roster for the entire, for the and I mean entire, it's like double the amount of people that was in the first one. Roughly about, not even roughly, it's, I counted 15 uh, people that will be on this, in this movie that will be in the squad this time. And which means somebody's gonna die. There's quite a few people that's gonna die. And I, I think during when that time comes, when this movie comes out, I'm gonna put out a poll and I wanna see people's guesses as to who, and we already had this going on uh, prior to in our in our ACMG Facebook group, but man, it, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's, it's too many people for to be here. Like somebody's got to go. Somebody, some people have got to go in here, but Empire Magazine got the uh, opportunity to reveal the look of the latest roster, uh, which includes Idris Alba as Bloodsport, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Joe Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. He's reprising his role as well as Molly is reprising her role. Of course, you couldn't do it without her at this point. John Cena as Peacemaker. He's been the one that everybody's been talking about with this roster because, as you know, he's coming out with his own uh show on hbo max uh which was like a prequel to this and such and it's going to cover a lot of things on air i'm looking forward to that john cena is just out like i said post wwe john cena is the best because he's doing a lot of things with his charisma that he's able to do you know outside and i think he's done a tremendous job and with with james gunn by his side man if you thought uh what batista did was great John Cena is going to take it so much further. Uh, so he's he's going to be Peacemaker, and everybody's excited about that. Jay Courtney returns as Captain Boomerang. David, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, David uh, Das Malashin, oh, Malshin, who actually plays Scarecrow in the Chris Nolan movies, uh, Batman movies. He's playing Polka Dot Man. Somehow, there's possible that he may be the one to go. That's that maybe one of my predictions. Um, Daniela uh, Machero as Ratcatcher 2. Steve Edgy as King Shark in Motion Cap, of course. Uh, Flola Borg is going to be Javelin. Uh, Nathan Filler, everybody's favorite Nathan Filler, or Fillion, is going to be TDK. Uh, Peter Gapaldi uh, is going to be the Thinker. Pete Davidson as Blackguard. That's my prediction. That's one of my uh, strong predictions is the uh, getting killed in this show, in this movie. Um, Alice Braga is, uh, as uh, Sol- Solsoria. Um, Maylin Ng, possibly, I'm going to, I'm butchering that, forgive me, as Mongol. And Michael Roker as Savant. And as much as I love Michael Roker, he's known for having some of the best depth scenes ever, ever from The Walking Dead to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So I would not be surprised if Michael Roker may be one of the people because he, he his depth scenes is his. Missing from the cover, however, is, is Viola Davis, who is reprising her role as Amanda Waller. So, you know, despite that, you know, and by the way, Amanda Waller, aside from Margot Robbie, Amanda Waller, was the best thing about that first movie. And it really kept me from watching it because she played the one of the best Amanda Wallers I've ever seen 
on on live camera um margot robbie of course was the other major strong point of this too so i i really enjoyed uh the first movie only for those aspects alone uh i didn't think that movie was bad but i didn't think it was the best thing ever too i knew they were really trying to do what james gunn was doing and now they got james gunn to do it so now we're going to see what happens when james gunn does what they were trying to do in the first place so i i'm excited about this i'm very excited about this and by the way if you haven't uh, ever read a, an empire mag you know they'll go and subscribe especially the digital versions because the digital version the digital um books are always the best they always have these really cool graphic you know uh animated type of features and hair and they always do something really cool for the covers that you won't see in the actual physical version again this is why i'm digital because you always get something there's always a, a certain sense of convenience to digital but the digital covers are always awesome and 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 um i love them i absolutely love it so i am looking forward to this movie i, I i'm also i'm definitely looking forward to seeing who's gonna last it 15 squad members this is gonna be a kill spree people are not coming back <laughs> i don't know who they're facing in the second one it can't I, I tell you what king shark may not be one of them because yeah he has become a beloved character especially recently with the uh, harley quinn show uh because he's played by um oh god i forgot the comedian's name i was about to say hannibal bears but it's not um it's gonna come back to me but um he you know it, it, that that character is very very popular among the dc universe uh characters as well so um i'm looking forward to it it's, this is gonna be i think it's gonna be a lot of fun so um in more dc news not much information within this news but it has been announced that jared leto uh and joe maganello is being brought in for reshoots of ja uh, Zack snyder's justice league jared leto of course as we know is the joker in that universe and he was the you know he played on the first suicide squad to much people's dismay they didn't particularly like the this version of the joker in fact they uh deemed it possibly the worst portrayal of the joker in that sense in that sense for a suicide squad the original suicide squad i don't think we got to see enough of the joker and what we saw didn't really gel well with people like they did with um joaquin phoenix or um you know all the other jokers prior to jack nicholson and and um you know the dark knights version of course by heath ledger and you know it, it just didn't gel you know you put his joker in comparison to those jokers it doesn't even doesn't it's not even on that radar you know um Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix being tied to be the best of the two and you know and still being their own versions um I think it's just it could be a matter of just character development in writing uh if Zack Snyder can possibly make it so he can be a little bit more menacing and people can take him seriously and take him as a real threat then yeah i mean killing common is just not enough <laughs> and i really hated the fact that he killed common and <laughs> suicide squad but nonetheless now see the thing that i'm still it, you know zach zach snyder doesn't comfort me about anybody's portrayal because again i wasn't a fan of lex luthor 
<laughs> I was not a fan of that Lex Luthor. Um, I, I don't understand why you had Brian Cranston right there at your beck and call, right at the tip of your fingers, and you used my man from the social uh, from uh, from the social network. You know, so I mean Jesse Eisenberg is a is a really good actor, but Jesse Eisenberg is not Lex Luthor. <laughs> He's not. Not when you if you put compare him to Brian Cranston or hell John Cryer recently. John Cryer is I, you know if just based, based on the fact that Brian Cranston never got to be Lex Luthor, John Cryer may be the best live action Lex Luthor we've seen and quite some time and i i know i'm a fan of gene hackman's version but he was a tongue-in-cheek version compared to this recent one and oh john cryer on on supergirl is phenomenal like that the range of of character that he could produce uh is crazy like he he's he was far removed from allen from two and a half men and you didn't think about Alan at all when he played that role. But Jesse Eisenberg, it just it it was too quirky of a character to play. And I and I know at the end of Super uh, of Justice League, you kind of got to see a little bit more of a serious tone with Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but not enough. It was just a tease. So maybe we'll see a little bit more of stuff during this run. Uh, because they're gonna be filming a lot more now. So uh Joe Maganello who we got to see briefly on that last cutscene, uh, in credit scene from justice league as Deathstroke. He's coming. Apparently he's coming back and he's going to be, um, getting more of a, you know, more scenes and whatnot, maybe some more speaking scenes or whatever. I don't know what they're doing. They haven't really discussed exactly what they're doing with him, but, uh, I w- I've been looking forward to seeing Joe Maganello play the role. Cause obviously he looks the role. He has the acting chops to play that role. Uh, in my opinion, and I I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. He, he, I mean, just he 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 really embodies Deathstroke to a T. And we got to see a little bit of that from a clip or video clip that they were working on with um, the Batman movie that we were supposed to get with Ben Affleck. Never came to be, unfortunately. Or maybe, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing because he Ben Affleck is coming back. He to do um, reprising roles for that. So who knows? Who knows what his turn is? He, I mean, I mean, this is an older Batman, so I don't know. We'll see. I would love for them to have continued that and really push further. Because I mean, I didn't mind Ben as Batman. A lot of people didn't, to be honest. He wasn't the premier Bruce Wayne or Batman, but he did his thing. He did his, I thought he did his thing for a minute. So we'll see. But this this is making things a lot more interesting for this coming movie that's coming out uh, next year. And it's coming very close to next year. I I forgot whether they actually put out a date, but I know it's 2001. I don't know if it's early 2001. I I forgot. It's been a while since I focused on that, but we'll see. But it's just very interesting. We're getting these people back. So another big thought we're going into Marvel. Actually, this is game news now that we're going to be talking. And um, we got a sneak preview, a a hell of a teaser of the latest costume one of many costumes that uh miles morales will be wearing in the new playstation 4 playstation 5 game by insomniac games we got to see a 
motorcycle suit that he had with some type of a helmet that he was wearing that was one we got to see a really cool white black and red version suit of him the latest one that they were revealing now possibly the best one yet and actually so good that it almost rivals his actual original black and red costume this one is a uh hooded one this one has an actual hood and it is phenomenal it is absolutely awesome uh we got a sneak preview of this they showed it on twitter and it has him like with his spider-man mask on but he's also wearing a hood and his it's mostly his um costume is mostly red it looks like the, the it looks like he's wearing a jacket with a hood in it but it's like it's very slender it's body um it's body forming and um it's awesome it, you know and they and they talk about it it's, it's, uh on the and this graphic here when they show it it says it could be a two-piece spider-man looks like he's ready to hit the gym <laughs> in this slick uh athletic suit um crimson cow suit they're calling it some call it a hood others call it a cow regardless it's never been done before and i agree um this is something they can you know implement into the comics easily and dare i say it's awesome it really separates them even more from the spider-man uh from the peter parker spider-man but also just makes him his own it's awesome now we i showed this on to the acmg facebook group to overwhelming positive praise to it everybody who's seen it loves it and i i had a theory you know as we know spider-man miles morales half black half hispanic half hispanic you know he's both a black and brown great combination if you ask me the hood the cow you know the, among the black community in the brown community to that respect the hood is something that's become very symbolic especially in the midst of the trayvon martin murder and i don't know what the inspiration for this suit was but the first thing that came to my mind when i saw the hood was trayvon and if there is any way that they made this in in in, in some reference to that i'm all for because the idea if you guys remember the trayvon martin murder which you know george zimmerman that i i i don't even have enough words to say how much how much of a disgusting person that man is um the murderer of george uh, of trayvon martin he was thought because he, you see a black kid in a hood just walking down a normal uh street I guess a white neighborhood that he's automatically deemed a thug because he's wearing a hood. And since that sparked, that sparked a lot of people to wear hoods. That sparked, uh, if you remember watching Luke Cage, Luke Cage wore a hood to to symbolize that wearing being black and wearing a hood can also mean that you're a hero. And I. I would love to believe or hope that this design is in a symbol of that type of situation where a black, a, 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 a hero of color is wearing a hood in a heroic fashion. I, 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 I somehow, some way 
have to i'm eager to find this out or want to know this more about the design of this suit um in hopes that we get more reveals as to how this suit came about because you put i mean it, it's it's not it's not something it's not nothing anything secret in regards to this that like hoods and black and people of color in particular black people and brown people you know there's always the stigma around that notion of people who wear hoods is automatically deemed a crook or a criminal or a deviant and that's so not true so him seeing this it it, it, it is such a a, in the design is such a really awesome way it it really it, it 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 does something to me mentally in a positive way it's like my man is wearing a hood he's a hero he is also a man of color I, I i i can't believe that there wasn't something around it but uh, uh missed that this the whole design overall is just stupidly odd and the designers at at um you know insomniac you know if you play the original spider-man game the designs of the costumes of there and and you know some were original others were based on some very awesome points in in, in spider-man's uh history in particular the eric larson suit that i love so much the one that deemed me i'm like this is my all-time favorite you know superhero game ever <laughs> that right there i remember if you guys remember i, I know I'm, I'm pretty sure i remember talking about this on the show when i first saw that eric larson suit with the um cybernetic cast that he got from shield uh it was it was i it, it warmed my heart so much because the nostalgia factor just exploded in my mind when i saw that suit so and they're doing it again uh, i i gotta find out i gotta reach out in some way because there is something there's a deep and this is the part i love about being a designer and an artist they teach you in an art class in our history in particular um in our history especially the thing that makes a art uh, a work of art so great is the significance of the piece and that goes for anything um not just paintings not just sculptures not just sketching uh fashion design as well there's always a form of art art is not without its significance and when you find there's something significant about it that's what layers you more and that's what creates the story and that creates the value of the art piece and when you look at this it just has such significance to it with him being like i said being him being a person of color wearing a costume that involves a hood it can't be it can't just be circumstance it can't just be convenient uh you know coincidence I, I i just truly want to believe that it's just more to this than that but even if it's not even if they don't know even if unbeknownst to them they did it and it probably will be more than they actually hoped for when they did it too so um so i when when i saw this first i was i immediately was thinking they're trying to make me buy the ps4 version before i get to ps5 and i don't want to do this because i don't know exactly if this will transition over to the ps5 and i know some of them did and i think this one would um but in fact it does and i immediately purchased it upon the discovery thanks to dan matthews and our acmg facebook group who you know reminded me yes this is one of the games that will be uh will be a free game upgrade 
to the PlayStation. So, and this is something that PlayStation and Sony has done forever when it when it comes to games like this. Like, rather, you can transfer save data or something like that, or transition something from one to another. This is nothing new that they've done, but you know, I always tend to forget because this is a whole new format that you're doing a lot of changes to this. So, they are free upgrades, and he showed me. And for those who don't know, I'm going to say it right now. Um, he showed me the list at GameSpot uh you know put together of playstation 4 games that will easily upgrade for free to playstation 5 miles morales spider-man miles morales is absolutely one of them because this is going to be their flagship game going in too so i would i wouldn't um mind them doing that at all and i'm glad that they did assassin's creed valhalla is another one borderlands 3 cyberpunk 2077 i'm glad that's another one too because i am aiming to want to get that uh sooner or later dead uh by daylight destiny 2 dirt 5 doom internal eternal uh far cry 6 fifa 21 hitman 3 digital only uh horizon forbidden west which oh that's that's you know, that's gonna be interesting um immortal uh thinks uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirit, Madden NFL 21, not surprised at that, Man Eater, Marvel Avengers. I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> when I saw that on the list, I'm now getting what's possibly going on with uh <laughs> with crystal dynamics you know they're making all these updates and these fixes and i do believe that they had this gr this game out early so we're playing it on a playstation 4 my hypothesis on this is that they're don't they're make they're making as many mistakes as possible and correcting all these bugs because the end game is to have this ready absolutely already by the time the playstation 5 releases because and i'm hoping that's it because damn if you want to have a game you do not want to have a game <laughs> that is crappy on a playstation 5 and that's the first game that you're putting out that's not a good idea that's not a good thing so hopefully all of the things that the new updates and everything that are coming we're about how many days we're to one two three about like maybe three weeks away from the premiere of the playstation 5 um so you know hopefully by the by the time the playstation 5 three weeks from now we'll get all those updates that we've been wanting we'll get all the bugs fixed and everything because once it hits the playstation 5 it needs to be smooth ex fluid flaw well it's near i, I won't even say flawless i'll say near mint <laughs> at best it just has to be at that point um monster boy cursed uh, in the cursed kingdom mortal kombat 11 oh my god mortal kombat 11 is gonna look insane on a playstation 5 riders republic ride 4 sack boy a big adventure tom clancy's rainbow six siege the uh the elder scrolls online the witcher 3 wild hunt wow i can't even imagine what that's gonna look like on a playstation 5 watchdog legions wrc9 and last but not least yakuza like a dragon which should be coming out very soon as well so those are all the ones that are coming out so far that will be transitioning for free as an upgrade on the playstation 5 so there you go i this means that i will be playing it even if i don't have a um even if i don't have the playstation 5 yet and i'm not able to get the pre-order yet but that help that that makes me happy because i it, it'll allow me and possibly other gamers to be a, just a tad bit more patient 
<laughs> with the uh, second uh, wave of pre-orders that are coming. So hopefully we'll all be able to have it before Christmas and all the chaos that happens pending. God knows what happens within now and uh, at the post-election or whatever. So last bit, uh, not even news. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about in this segment is something that I was very interested in talking about. Uh, and I asked a question because, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be real. These are trying times. These are times, I mean, not even just before COVID and Corona. For the last four years, probably prior son, uh, I've been doing, I've been working on ACMG, the Facebook group for about six years, um, maybe seven years, possibly. I've been working on Talk Time Live for about five years now. And I've probably been on ACMG a lot longer than I did this uh, podcast. I can tell you that. Um, and I've seen, I've seen, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being an admin and in being a analyst <laughs> as I am, um, I kind of observe a lot of things, both online and out and offline. You know, um, I, I, I am not a psychologist by any stretch, but I am very immersed in the understandings of psych uh, of psychology and mental health and and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I have taken a class, a course or two in uh, in psychology and sociology and, uh, and and religion and philosophy in school when I was in school. Uh, aced it, in some of them, in fact. Um, so I, I, you know, I take that really seriously because it helped me with my life and my ambitions and the things that I wanted to do and helped me understand myself and the world around me. So I consider myself very well-rounded in this type of situation, not masterful by any stretch. I don't have a master's. I don't have a degree to that extent. My degree is in computer science, but I still have a I still have a level of understanding at best the basics of it all. And that's sometimes is enough to know at least to know that you know if something's going on you need to seek something if you if something is you know happening around the world you know how to work around it you know but i see the community the geek community the black community the brown community the country in itself i see this things happening i see the ideologies happening and in terms of what's going on in the world in our country alone and to what's been going on in our, in this country to and how it implies to certain people wanting to do the things that they've dreamed of and or envisioned. Um, to some it's a dream and to others it's a reality because those who make it a reality are those who decided to not make it a dream anymore and pursue it and go through all the things that you have to to do it. And I had to ask, there are a margin of people who pursued their dreams and in their goals and ambitions you know i'm one of them you know i wanted to be a graphic designer i went out to become a graphic designer on my own merit um to make myself noticeable and to do that i created ac uh, you know created the acmd format as well as the podcast um to really celebrate everything that i you know wanted to do and love and it's afforded me a lot of great opportunities. Uh, I got to meet a lot of great people in the industries and such and learn a lot from it. And I, I tell you what, uh, you know, something I all the hard work and hardships that I had, I would never take it back and I embrace it. But there are people out there who 
have not taken those those steps and have not jumped into what I call the proverbial rope or the uh, let me rephrase that the proverbial double dutch rope of opportunity um and it's kind of a dilemma in the case and i asked a question to some to the acmg members to see who would actually speak out it's it's a question that i know and i realized that a lot not a lot of people possibly will answer i would have been surprised if a lot of people did answer uh honestly because a lot of there are some people who may be ashamed of the idea that they haven't done it or pursued what they wanted to do or you know and some of them will use other elements as a crutch or people as a crutch to you know to say that why they didn't do it so i asked the acmg a question and i said anyone wanted to pursue anyone wanted to pursue a career as an artist animator comic book writer actor director producer or game developer but did not and if so why and I did get some brave people that wanted to talk about it and I had some people uh that answered it and I you know first of all first and foremost thank you to all of those who actually you know were great and, and really great to want to be able to answer that question because it's not an easy question to do you know some people feel shameful about it some people regret it um that they don't do it and it it, it does it, uh, it it's not an easy thing but you know I, I appreciate everybody who chimed in who wanted to talk about it and um it's definitely it's not an easy thing to do and for that matter so we got a chance to talk about it and the answers i got some of them i'm not surprised at the responses that i got um let me go down here and see let me get i won't mention names to that to that respect i will not mention names i'll just mention some responses um but i knew i absolutely knew that the I, this is go- always going to be the number one common answer when you ask questions like this whenever somebody says when i ask the question if why the uh, the common question that comes up is i had kids and while that is a believed to be safe answer to say the reality is that isn't enough of a answer to say this because and i say this because through my journey of what i've been doing through the past few years with talk time live and acmg and my own my own things i've come across entrepreneurs um entrepreneurs even in my community i've who had kids i've come across um recording artists who have kids and people who aspire to be things have kids anything you know not even just in the realm of what i was talking about in terms of artists animators and comic books and so forth and so on people have look you have kids but you pursue any jobs and it, it any job is hard to get especially now more than ever um but having a kid is just not really enough i think in in a sense it's not about having a kid it's having a support system to back you up and a lot of reality is a lot of people don't feel that these occupations that i mentioned are feasible because it's something that only a particular group of people are gifted to have if it was more common i think people would be more supportive of it but that reality is it's not necessarily but that doesn't mean 
that it's not impossible. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't believe that a person can be because if they have the love for it and if they have the means to it, you should still support that. And I think that's kind of the ideology that we need to change in our communities, not just my community, but a lot of people's community because they don't see their kids unless unless depend. I, I think it depends on the social stratification. Uh, and, and in terms of that, and that means basically the, the economic level of a person, if, you know, if they're like mid, um, middle class, if they're upper middle class, if they're just flat out rich. Yeah. I think based on the social stratification of the person and the family around them that you could see it because if you're rich, like if you're Kim and Kanye, or if you're, uh, you know, Jay-Z and Bay, for instance, they got kids who are they are they're allowing those kids to do whatever they feel that they want to do because they have the money to do it and they and because they have the money to do it they the belief system and support system is a lot stronger when you have somebody who is not nearly as well off or not even close to well off to that and they may not have the means to to believe or to do that or to even you know they're struggling to try to pay for college or you know they're struggling so they got to pay taxes or stuff like that you don't think that positively you don't think that openly so a lot of times people tend to limit their minds to the possibility because what they're asking for requires an investment it requires a lot of money but that doesn't mean that it's not impossible to do that means some people like jay-z like kanye like I want to go to Kim and him, but that was a whole different thing. Um, like Beyonce had to work their ass off. And even though Beyonce had her pop, that's still a great support system to have. And they had to go and struggle to means before they became king and queen of the hip hop and R&B. <laughs> you know, and the duchess and, 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 you know, bishops or whatever um, of their of their perspective, you know, uh, their respective, um, you know, fields. I think it does t come down to that. You know, I think because that, you know, when you have somebody of that level and they had the money to be able to invest easily in it, that's no problem. That is no problem for them. But if when you when you have a limited uh, amount of income, you have a li limited mindset as well. And I think that's what it comes down to. Um, that is that is absolutely the part of the reality of it. Um, but I do know people that have acquired uh, and worked their asses off to get it and have kids. So, I mean, if I had I not witnessed that, that would have been the case. But a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you could do it. It's just it, it comes a matter of how much you really want to do it. And, and, and I'm not dismissing the fact that having kids is a factor. It is a factor. It is a hard factor. And that's the reason why my wife and I have not had kids yet, because I look, I, I took a sociology class and in that sociology class, they kind of educate you as to how much it costs to raise a kid. And I went to school in like, what, 2009, you know, 2005 to 2009 or, so, or 2006 to 2009. Back then, I think it was about a hundred grand from the time that the kid was you know born to the time they turn 18 you're going to be spending at least 100 grand on the kid that 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 doesn't even equate to the fact that you're going to um 
that you know you never know you may have a special needs kid you may have a kid that requires certain other things or the kid may be a a prodigy and that kid may need some special education to the point that you know private schooling or something like that to help them you know garnish their their skill it costs a lot of money clothes medical all that stuff it, it you know so i do get it i do I, I mean that's when i that's the part when i say like yeah it 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 you know i understand you had a kid and because of that kid or kids that it costs a lot of money so you got one kid that's 100 grand you got two kids that's 200 grand right there people don't do the 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 math when it comes to this stuff but i did and as much as i would love to if i can afford to i that's not something that my wife and i are able to do and i think we will be a loving you know parents we love our we we love everything about kids we love our nieces and nephews but taking care of them and being able that's all and your mentality towards it you know if you don't have that positive family and positive support group to back you up in these things yeah that's when i believe you won't be able to pursue those certain things because you don't have the backing hell if i didn't have the support of my wife it would have been a it would have been even more harder it would have been even harder for me to do what i'm doing possibly but i mean she definitely was a major factor to it and you know my parents-in-law as well like they it took them a while to get an understanding of what i was doing and what i do but when they figured it out they supported me wholeheartedly in more ways than one um it you know you got to have that positive support group whether it be small or big alone but enough to get you going and i get it i get it but i just to say like it's not impossible because even kids even people I know with, who are pursuing their goals with kids still made it happen. But I think it all comes down to the support system and their means to do it. So I get that. Um, another person in our group, which was very interesting, um, said, I want to become an animator, but I also I do also want to be in animation, video games and a movie critic. I just don't know how to become an animator. I don't want to go to college and spend four years to learn. And I'm sorry for laughing about this, but it's just the just the idea of what this person said. It's just it was just amazing. Um, astounding, even. Uh, I don't want to spend four years to learn how to become an animator. I just want to find an easier way to become an animator. I was very shocked to hear this in a sense, uh, but I hate I. I hate to break it to the person and i told i told this person that on the group that and i said i'm sorry to tell you but you know there's no other way to go about it that's the absolute way you have to go you know much like myself and uh, you know out there and many others you know it is a lot you know it is a lot of fun to do these type of things but as i always say you have to work hard to have fun meaning yes you have to invest so a lot of it financially but also invest in the will to do it you know it is you have to invest in what is needed to achieve the goals which means getting the proper education to do it and you youtube is not going to be our everything you're not going to get all your answers for youtube because you know what youtube is not going to be able to do answer back is not going to be able to answer like you can reach out to the person who made the video but it's still tedious as hell to get the answers back from you know you know, it, you know, to even online college is beneficial.
because you can reach out to the to the professors there and still have a conversation or call them or whatever to get the answers that you want. You're not going to learn everything from YouTube. That is just unrealistic as hell and is ineffective. You can learn the best way to use uh, YouTube as a tool is if you already have the foundation of what you're doing and then you're learning a little bit more like for me. I, I, I went to school and learned Photoshop and Illustrator. And from that, I was able to implement other things from the basics of what I've been taught in school. Um, photography as well. You know, I took a photo, uh, a photography class to understand a little bit of what I'm doing and add that element to it. I took web design to add an element of what I've been doing now to create my design firm, my freelance design firm. So you have to learn a little bit more but YouTube adds a little bit, just adds on to the foundation of what you already learned from yourself. So there's no way in hell you can't, you know, you have to go to school. You have to. And even though I still, I, I'm here to tell you, as I'm looking at my degree and my honor roll certificate, college education is very beneficial. What is the downfall of it all, especially if you're black, or brown is that we're having this is the problem with our country right now is that we're not being able to benefit from the hard work the money that we invested in everything and there are hundreds of thousands of dare i say millions of people in our country right now who are not benefiting from the degrees that we have and now we're a lot of us are playing, paying on these student loans and not benefiting from and that's unfair and hopefully that is something that we can you know, get out of, we, it's not fair for that. We're not able to utilize our degrees. And especially if you're black in this, in this country that you won't get hired based on the color of your skin. You know, if you show your face on a resume, you're instantly going to, um, not get a job from, from a majority of places, just based on the fact of your, uh, the color of your skin, they won't even look past it. I mean, I actually will look past it, actually. So, I mean, that is the reality of that. But you def, but still having your having your education, you know, even if with these obstacles around you, you're able, I look, I've, I've gone through the same thing myself, but I managed to find my own way to work around that to benefit to do what I want to do. Because if I'm not going to get the opportunity, I'm going to make the opportunity for myself. And hence, ACMG, Talk Time Live, Viewfinders Identity Search and Design is born because simply because the opportunities are not coming to me so i'm going to make the opportunities my damn self and that's something else that people don't have is the drive and determination and a lot of and we need a lot more people to do it and that's one of the things that i think people are you know doing now you know um i got my man another uh who on a group who said he, he uh he did he worked as a director but he felt that there was so much going on with it but the fact is you you did do it so you did reach those goals and you know regardless of any legal issues of you know trying to produce films and 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 uh doing projects you at least went out and did it so i mean credit to him for you know making that happen right there um another person which i never got to an answer back uh, and this was i felt i i, I was kind of heartbroken with hearing this um i wanted to be a game developer but was told it wasn't practical. I wish I would have done it anyway. And I agree, but I understand too that self-fulfilling prophecies are real. And the thing is, 
when you when you have people who throw self-fulfilling prophecies and for those who don't understand what self-fulfilling prophecies is because i say it a lot self-fulfilling prophecies in an example is somebody who tells you um it makes you or someone who makes you believe that you are who they say you are let me repeat that self-fulfilling prophecies is when somebody tells you you are who they say you are and then you believe it once you understand what that is you kind of learn to how to break out of that mentality i've been told that a lot in my life and this is something common that actually happens a lot in our community this is how we have had this oppressed mindset for generations is because we were told that we weren't good enough we were told that women as well uh, we were all told that we weren't good enough that we can't achieve this that we can't do that and we tend to believe it and it instills in our minds for ages and it's harder to fight out of so but it's easy to settle into and a lot of people are victims of that now it, it i've said it it's like it is the story of our lives and I, my question to that person was you know what is actually stopping you now especially in a generation where indie developers are creating their own opportunities there are indie developers that like the ones that i interviewed on a show that has actually you know they they've rather worked for other companies or there were some who taught themselves or learned from other people to become a game developer there are so many ways you could get around to do it. And it's never too late, in my opinion. It is absolutely never too late. And unfortunately, the person, I thank that person for answering and responding to it, but she never did answer back to my question. And I'm wondering, like, yeah, why aren't you doing it? Like, why do you think it's too late? It is never too late. It is absolutely. Look, the, people, sometimes success takes years to become. You're not a overnight success at all and that is the reality sometimes it takes 15 years to be an overnight success (laughs) Uh, steve harvey is a great example of this uh bernie mac rest god rest his soul i've read his book ages ago bernie mac and his life story is one of the most inspiring stories i have ever read about somebody's life he went through all hell he's been kicked out of houses he's been went through a lot of things before he became bernie mac the dude that we seen on deaf comedy jam the bernie mac that we seen on uh in his own show bernie mac we seen on um friday (laughs) you know what i mean you know it took him a while but it you know it took him years before he got to that point damon john you know on shark tank you know he did fubu he got you know he got that situation because he was he fought his ass off and it took him years to get to this point to become these Damon Jean we know today. You know, it, nothing happens in a day and it takes years to happen. It's, I'm still on my journey and I'm not regretting my journey at all. But a lot of you seen what I've accomplished in this journey. And, you know, if, if tomorrow was my last day, I would have no regrets for what I've done yesterday. That is true. Um, somebody else said I wanted to be a graphic designer, but I was afraid of going into debt. You know what? I'm not even going to fault this person for it because that was one of my biggest fears too. I didn't want to get a loan. And, you know, for, you know, my mom used to take care of the financial part, but she passed away when I was 20 and I'm still 20. I'm still just getting into college. I had no idea about the financial parts. No kid going into college really 
thinks about or focuses on the financial part because that's the something that parents are normally taking care of. So a lot of that tend to be the reason why I stepped out because, you know, all right, you talking about my mom, where is my father and all this? My father did not look out for me at the time. He actually worked at the very college I was working at. How to, don't ask how he got in and became a chef for a restaurant or whatever in there. And but lo and behold, I'm be real about this. You know, he and he's no longer with us either. He never filed taxes. And because of that, he wasn't willing to help me out to get his own son <laughs> into college you know he i sat there with him with our financial aid advisor angel rosa i'm just gonna put it out there i remember this vividly and he would not stick his neck out even for the only son that he had that was in college that was excelling in not only just in college but excelling in college so you know, I get it. I did not want to go on alone, but I also believed in myself so much that I said, screw it. I need to get in there and I need, I can't give up. It took me three years out of college into the real world, working from retail into the corporate world to get in to say like, I deserve more and I am more. And in order to do that, I had to go and I don't, as much as I hate it, I still don't regret the road. I hate loans. I hate them to this day. And you're every right to not be, to be afraid. But at the same time, what is, are you more afraid of the loan or you're afraid of your own ability to make it? Because once you have the confidence in the plan, everything else in the passion, everything else is just like, screw it. I'll, I'll take the risk, you know? Because if you got the confidence of your own ability, it should outweigh anything that you're, you're risking from that point. So, I mean, that's pretty much what I got to say about that. Um, I mean, there, there were others, there was absolutely other situations and other, like a bunch of people, uh, got into this and, uh, it was a great talk. Well, I, I would tell you this, the last one I will mention here, cause I'm skipping over a bunch of them, but one of them just said, you know, no talent, maybe as in, as in a reason. And I said, basically here's the reality and this is something that i've learned when i was in you know art school and taking art courses you know talent isn't always given or gifted like yeah i'm i was born with my talent i was you know gifted via my mom with the talent or my brother or even my father to his credit because he was an artist himself in many other different ways rather be culinary singing or even uh you know drawing and sketching he he was a he was kind of a renaissance artist in himself but he he had the ability he just didn't have the way um and that could be stemmed from a whole bunch of things in his life as well but um there you know it, it's you could be gift gifted and all that once but it's all about hard work and diligence that in the will to want i've been in art classes with people who had who was not born with the natural abilities and just had the love for what was um for for the love of what they wanted to do and they managed to work at it and hone their skill to the level that equals to somebody who was born with the ability almost actually superseding some cases because the people with the abilities were too cocky to take it and took it seriously so that's just the reality of it right there man um you don't have to have the ability you just have to have the will the want and the effort to want to do it so I don't know. For what I can say, people, if you, I'm 43, I'm 43 years old. 
And I'm telling you, I, for the last 20 of my years, I've been fighting to do what I wanted to do. It just comes down to having a great support system and then having the will to one and making everybody believe that that's what you want to do. Because if you really show that that's what you want to do, people will back you up. And then in hindsight of basically what I've mentioned on my Facebook group, it's like we need to come together to support each other's thing. If you're really serious about it, reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to people to find out why to, to reach out to, um, you know, to find out how to do what you want to do. It, it's actually out there. Look, I had to reach out to people to learn how to do things. I had to reach out to people to become things. You know, I, none of what I've done, well, none of what I'm doing right now would not have been done if I did not reach out to people. And if any of you have seen the cast of Naruto virtual panel that I did over the summer, Brian Donovan, uh, a whole bunch, of, a, a whole bunch of the cast of Naruto at the end told those kids and i'm so happy that they did they told those kids of color which because if you remember you know if you've seen the video and if you haven't it's on talktimelive.com or if you're in the acmg facebook group you could go to the announcements page it's on there as well you can rewatch all of it it's a great you know virtual q a uh panel that i did with the cast of naruto um they inspired a bunch of people to not give up and always reach out and you know search and ask questions don't be afraid to do that you know it, it's worked for me i wouldn't have done all the things that i'm doing had i not reached out and not and be afraid to reach out it's eventually if you really want it you're going to seek it so definitely don't give up on what you want to do because there are always somebody out there who are willing to help you out. And I'm one of those people. If I see that you're serious and you really want to do it, I'm all for helping you out. I'm all for looking out for you. I've looked out for people more than they looked out for me. I've befriended more people than they were friended to me. And I'll never stop because I, in, within some time, there will be somebody who absolutely is serious about what they want to do and they're going to pursue it. And I will be more than happy to see that person go. But we all need to work together in order to do it, to make your dreams come true and make other people's dreams true. We need to get out of this negative ideology and mindset, especially which is why it's so important that we work together. We vote. We work together after that to make sure that everybody gets a fair share and chance out here. You know? And that is reality there. So, folks, thank you for taking the time to listen to that segment of it. And um, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and I'm going to talk about my review of My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. 
And now, it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, the second movie to come out for the franchise. The first one was Two Heroes, which was really good. It felt like a good starter movie. It reminded me of like the very first uh, Dragon Ball movie that came out, uh, which was what, Dead Zone? Way, way back. You know, it, it had that felt, uh, feeling like it, but you left that movie feeling like, okay, they can up the ante on the second one and the ones going after. They could do a lot more than they could. And if that's what this felt like, uh, Heroes Rising felt like a little, a little bit of the step up, but I feel like they could do more in terms of action and, and, and adventure in here. But I really like this one. I did like this a lot better than Two Heroes uh, because it took Midoriya and uh, even Baku a little bit further in their process of becoming heroes um what a there's a lot to love about this not just the characters the character development itself but some of the meanings within this movie as well but let's talk about the story real quick um i'll give you the story based on voodoo which by the way i mentioned this before voodoo seems to be the only place where you can get a digital copy of this uh, of this um movie it's i don't uh, weird it's really really weird i expected amazon to even have it they didn't have the rights uh funimation maybe i haven't looked in the funimation because if you have the funimation app i did come across something that said you could get digital purchases or whatever from there but not even apple voodoo v-u-d-u like voodoo is the only place that i found this and it was the only place that we're having it exclusively so like they have exclusive rights at this time for this movie it's it's just the weirdest thing like two heroes is on um amazon but this one is here like i don't know how many subscribers or voodoo uh members they have but i just felt it interesting that this was the only place that you could get this brand new movie that i'm sure a lot of otaku out there really want to check out and fans of this series really check out so if you're looking for this movie digitally go to voodoo it's there um i even got it for a really good price too i, I think i got i got it on sale too automatically i didn't pay i think i paid less than ten dollars for this which was absolutely awesome in a sense so you can also watch free movies and tv shows on here as well it pretty much is a streaming network like netflix and all these other you know things like amazon prime uh but you can also buy a game uh, i'm sorry not games you can also buy movies and, and shows exclusively from here this is one of them so you know i guess kudos to them i've managed to see it because of this um the story of my hero academia heroes rising uh it, it, from their website class 1a visits uh nabu island uh it where they finally get the chance to uh, do hero work. So basically, Nabu Island is a place where there's no crime happening. There's no invasions of any villains or whatever, uh, for the most part. So it's an easier place for the uh, 1A students to go there and patrol and get uh, some real work done. So they felt, you know, the UA, uh, you know, faculty felt that this was a good place for them to you know get some experience and they wouldn't have to deal with any major threats well they were wrong <laughs> this place well we seemed like to be the most peaceful place in the world to like like a vacation resort um 
ends up going downhill because they were attacked by a villain with an eerily familiar quirk. Now, Deku and his friends are and uh, are the island's only hope. And that villain, that new villain, just happens to be a guy by the name of Nine. This familiar quirk that he had just happens to match uh, uh, resemble of all people, all for one, meaning he is able to acquire and steal other people's quirks. Now, the difference between Nine and all for one, first of all, their look. Nine, in my belief, should have been the villain of the original series. Like, Nine looks awesome. The way, In fact, all of the villains for this movie, the character design for all of them, looks so much better than the villains in the main series. It is some of the best character design they've done. Nine is looks like the ultimate villain. Like, he's Captain Eisen level to me um, from Bleach. I love this guy's look. He's awesome. Even furthermore, he has this really awesome suit. He looks like a, a, uh, a futuristic ninja, but he also wears a three-piece suit. <laughs> over the the cybernetic ninja suit it is awesome so i, I really like what they and I, you know what, what i love about my hero academia is that they you know in the movie uh midoriya actually says that like 80 percent over 80 percent of the world has quirks so it's normal for them it's like they don't necessarily have to dress up in the gear but because everybody has it like from kids on up to you know elderhood they all have quirks they all have powers so it's normal for them so, so so for nine to dress like this but have powers it's just it's an indication of this is every day but he wears this suit to help him with his powers uh which unfortunately is the other differentiation of him and all for one is that all for one can control all of the powers that he was able to obtain nine has problems getting uh with the dna structure of it it's he's not stable when he's acquiring all these quirks and the more quirks he gains he becomes more you know uncontrollable or he's trying to sustain it that's what the suit is for so you have that he also uh, comes uh with his crew with uh including this character named nine is a female uh villain with her hair goes slice is no joke her hair turns into solid steel meaning it's deadly get away from her that's not a weave so <laughs> you have that um you also have one of my favorites outside of nine is this character called chimera which is a hybrid of basically a looks like a dragon and a fox but he has dreadlocks i love this dude this dude is awesome. He uh, he's practically a liger like beast or something like that. So um, he is he's absolutely awesome. I I'm, I'm assuming that he is a person of color that just happens to be a mutation or whatever. But the the dreadlocks in the back with it, and he's just smoking a cigar off. Or at least I think that's a cigar all through the thing. It's just awesome. He's very powerful. He also is wearing normal clothes. <laughs> as well so i want to point that out he's wearing uh normal you know slacks shoes uh t-shirt and a trench coat with all this as well just badass looking um there's also mummy who looks like a wrapped up ninja love the look i mean 
he looks like a wrapped up ninja from the naruto series to be honest so you have all of these really cool new villains and they are a force to be reckoned with but the problem is nine can't hold his power and he's looking for the one quirk that can help him st uh, stabilize himself so he can acquire more quirks and he looks to this to this father who has it but his dna wasn't stable enough so in fact it is these kids his son his son and daughter who just happened to have it um Muharo and katsuma who are kids in the island who have this power and nine finds out that they are in the island he figures out when he takes the quirk from his father that you know it's not stable enough but what he figures out is that the kid you know fathers with quirks like his are hereditary so no doubt the son will most likely have it and in fact he does but he also has way more power than his father so they're going to the island to search for them where the 1a students are and all this havoc starts and it becomes a chaotic thing i love the movie from just the beginning of it when they have this really cool car chase with the villains from the um, normal series and manga that they're going after and they actually have nine in some type of a incubation uh, incubation type of chamber and somehow he gets out but the uh other crew comes to pick him up and it's awesome it you know he's very he's powerful enough to take out everybody else in here as well um it, 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 i really really enjoyed everything all of our normal characters from the tv series and manga is there as well especially hawks who's become one of my favorite you know heroes and air hawks uh who came premiered in the third season uh probably one of the best dressed um heroes in there he's his whole thing is dressed to the nine he has a sherlin jacket uh coat on and um like an aviator type of uh code or it's it's he's awesome i love him and he's in the he's in the uh one justice 2 video game as well so i it'd be cool if nine will be in the game there's still some uh new characters that's going to be unlocked in that game too i hope nine is one of them because i loved what they did with this he his ability and quirk is just like he was just beating the living crap out of everybody in there the other thing i want to point out that i was trying to point out before i guess i got lost in it is that i love the theme of what they were doing you know as i mentioned the a1 students is in this island and there's with no with the island being sort of a vacation resort and that means there's peace and there's never been any crime or you know terror ever happening there you know it left the heroes to just do a central work for the community and any from little things from helping people save their cats to helping groceries i mean doing you know build you know rebuilding things becoming lifeguards to making sure people are safe the thing i loved about this is that normally when you have a superhero uh series of any type and especially in america the normal thing that you see is that when when you it, it, now this is really this kind of makes us look bad because our depiction of a superhero always has to be that the superhero has to be the heroic person that has this majorly big you know uh adventure that leads into this great battle with this with this antagonist that is you know creating terror and trying to rule the world or trying to destroy the world or whatever and when it comes down to just doing essential work the normal superhero is usually complaining and and whining about the fact that they are doing essential work to help 
you know, people in a normal society. It's never considered heroic work to do essential work in society. Well, in my hero academia, they changed it up. Now, not only did the 1A students have to do essential work um, to make sure that everybody's happy and, and feel safe around the, the island, the A1 students, or I'm sure the, the 1A students, I should say, were very, very happy and committed to doing even the smallest of feats because it means that they were helping out the community, that the community can trust them. That was the one thing and not one hero complained, except for, ba um, except for Baku. <laughs> I, I do want to put out, he was the only one, um, he was the only one that didn't, um, didn't want to do it. And uh, that was unfortunate, but I mean, if you know his character, you know that he's uh, he, he's not the type of guy. He wants to be that guy that always wants to, uh, he pretty much wants to actually be in the forefront of everything. So he's like the only one, but everybody else wanted to basically get out there and um, Bakugo, I should say. Um, I'm calling him Baku because he is an idiot in the sense, but um, Bakugo is you know he he's just he's pretty much the vegeta in this deal so it, it, it makes sense but seeing every one of the other characters helping the community and feeling still heroic doing so and with everything that's going on in our in the real world right now and how we're trying to embrace essential work like we were in the beginning of the coronavirus and, and, and COVID-19 and everything and how we were appreciating or some of us or a good portion of us were appreciating essential workers out there. This was really cool to see. And this came out. This was made before the 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 coronavirus and everything. Um, so I like that this was a different approach to how a hero act, reacts to certain uh, jobs in making essential work feel just that much more important. It's very appropriate. Uh, and of course, yeah, because this uh, this came out on theaters. The theatrical release came out of Japan December 20th, um, 2019. Uh, it opened on February 26th in the U.S. in 2020. That was right when the virus started and they started closing down everything. And I remember this because I was in New York in January. I guarantee my wife and I caught that damn virus right about the time because we were in new york and we came back she was sick as hell like a dummy i you know i let her kiss me while she was still sick un unbeknownst to us and then i fell sick immediately and i was it, it the, the the actual virus felt longer than it was but i digress <laughs> that was right but the opening was right around the time when the virus started and it was in select theaters so i you know we never got to see it everywhere so and that's why we're i'm just now seeing it now um but overall the action scenes from the car the car scene was really cool it, it was something um the way they put it together at the beginning it was never i've never seen anything like this in other anime before so that was cool um the league of villains just seeing a cameo the league of villains at the beginning was really cool um and it just you know led into what was going to happen and, and how nine was um you know released from that as well seeing endeavor and there and such like that and, and everything um the two kids was really an integral part of it as well because not only just because they had the powers but the older sister who was very protective of her um 
little brother who she knew that he had this type of power and possibly knew why the you know nine and the rest of these villains were coming after them she didn't feel that you know the one a kids were absolutely you know worthy of becoming a hero and didn't think that they would fight for them she would make fake you know claims of things happening with her brother and everything to test them out so you had that but it wasn't until nine and the gang came in and they they really showed that they were really willing to fight for them so i thought I, I, there was a lot of cool things about this this is so cool the big uh but you know you know when it comes to anime movies especially ones like my hero academia dragon ball super or z and uh naruto is that it all comes down to the main event at the end and it did not disappoint at all i love the main event at the end i love what they did with the um with the fight scenes and everything and everybody fought, like mummy fought a particular group of heroes uh slice fought a particular group of heroes um but it all led on to both bakugo and midoriya fighting uh nine which it need they needed both of them to do because he tore him up he tore him up he, he tore him up uh i will because this because this actual movie has been seen by many people i mean it made money it made money and, and a, a portion of people got a chance to see it but many haven't because you know it didn't play in all theaters because of that i will not spoil what happen at the end and when it and when it comes to bakugo and, and midoriya you of course you know that they won but it's how they won is what i'm not going to reveal because i felt that was very special that was very worthy that's why if you looked at my graphic for the show that i didn't reveal this at all and i didn't want to reveal this at all because you know it's really cool it would if i would have put that on the graphic it would have done it but it's something very epic but very customary and traditional to what you would see on dragon ball or Naruto, whatever like that you know it happened for this you know if you read shonen jump comics forever you know there's always something epic and 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 really cool leading into these movies so um overall i'm gonna say definitely go out of your way to check this out because this absolutely rocks and uh you know if you like this if you like my hero academia you will not be let down by this at all go out of your way to check it out it's on voodoo you could also it should be out on digital pretty i mean on physical pretty soon as well um but it's it's a movie anime fans especially of this type of genre of anime you're gonna absolutely love uh my hero my hero academia is definitely have made has earned the right to make it in the ranks of that of um dragon ball and naruto and one piece and all this stuff um as far as how in the ranks of you know shonen jump movies that i've seen i still like dragon ball super as the top because the action was just non-stop it was next level and they also put it back into the traditional art style sense the um you know the hand-drawn artwork sense i would second that with uh one piece stampede i really love what they did with that but this is to me is a is up in that ranks with it as well so um you could definitely go out of your way to check it out and uh if i give it a grade i give this and definitely in a um i definitely solid a a solid A uh, for this. 
absolutely worth it better than uh better than two heroes and um you know everything you liked about two heroes is just they just added more to this and the villain and, and nine was just a worthy antagonist for this and everything about it and, and i like the simple storyline i also like the essential the 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 value that they put into doing a central work which really does play into a lot of what's going on right now so uh it matched it made it to be pretty relevant and a really great uh, relevant message i should say in here as well so um go anyway and check it out that'll that'll definitely do it folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live thank you so very very much for checking out this in hopes that this has this episode has encouraged you in some way and made you think in somewhat way about what you love and what you want to do in life. Um, once we get through this election, hopefully with great results that will benefit everybody, we could definitely start moving on to something better. Even if it doesn't go our way, we still have to keep fighting. But hopefully it will go our way and hopefully that we'll see a better tomorrow for everybody. And if that happens, we all need to keep fighting regardless and keep trying to work together and find some means don't be afraid overall just don't um we're just a couple weeks away from actually not even a couple weeks am i right we are a week away from the election people get your votes in be safe doing so we don't know what's going to happen just be safe and vote and make sure your voice is heard but absolutely be safe if you're going to vote day of be very safe they i mean we're here in, the, in philadelphia and it's been pretty darn good but i can't speak for any other parts especially down south or places where they're having a hard time voting and they're trying to stop people from showing you know voting it's 2020 and we're still having this trouble and it's amazing so keep fighting out there shout out to all of those who have stayed for 11 hours or 11 plus hours just to vote and um just let's make it happen let's make it happen people so again if you love hearing the show let everybody know where to find it you can find it on talktimelive.com you can listen to all of our episodes and our interviews on our exclusive page you could tap on the talk time live exclusives tab find all of our interviews with over 50 50 people in the world of anime comics movies and games who you can learn from and find out how you could become what you love the most it doesn't have to be a hobby. It doesn't have to be something you regret. You can just do it. You just got to put in a will and a want to do it. And I have the right people to talk about it and do it. Don't avoid it. Don't run away from it. Because my biggest fear for me is to die in regret. And I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. If I leave tomorrow, I want to leave back what I did yesterday and be proud. And dare I say, I am definitely for me, I'm proud because I didn't, I gave him all. And I'll continue, I will always continue to give it my all from here as well. And you should too. So you can also subscribe and download. Never miss a beat of this show and all of our exclusive episodes with some of the people that you love and want to learn from. You can check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, and Amazon Music as well. And I believe, from what I understand, Audible. I, I got to check that out, but all of those is connected. So you could go to your, um, your Alexa devices and check it out there. So, um, you know, and of course, pocket cast as well. I should mention that as well, because once you're in there, you're, I guess you're in for that as well, but you know, thank you guys so very much. I really appreciate the support. 
And I hope that you keep supporting and keep us growing in, at all times. So thank you. On behalf of myself, this is Daxi. Oh, wait, before I even do that, let me, forgot to mention this. <laughs> Next week, my choice of anime. We're going to continue anime. The God of High School is on HBO Max. Uh, we'll get a chance to check that out. And I've been waiting to check this out. I The minute I found out this was like a fighting game type anime or from a from in Korea based at that, I'm all for it. I'm going to check that out as well as some other things that are related to that as well. So we will check that out next week. They got the first nine episodes on there and I'll uh, we'll talk about that because uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting thing to do. It's on HBO Max right now. It's also on Crunchyroll, of course, but Crunchyroll has a working agreement with HBO. I have reason to believe that HBO is trying to acquire that <laughs> that company like they are doing with the like they've done with DC and it is a Warner based product. So, you know, here's to it. Uh, so definitely we'll be talking about that next week. Um, this week on Select Start, we will be talking. Uh, uh, I will be reviewing Zoids Wild Blast. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about with that. I'm, I'm playing it right now. So um, we'll talk about that at best. It, it, there's a certain um, there's a certain demographic who would absolutely love this as well. So uh, we'll definitely go about talking about that. But also, I'm counting down the days to Common Rider Hero uh, Memory of Heroes, which is the second import, which will be reviewed the week after as well. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. I may actually talk about Borat, um, Borat uh, this week too, because I'm going to watch that. So that may be a sub review I'll be talking about as well. So, um, We'll get to all of that next week. So thank you, everybody. Again, on behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. People, take care. Be safe. Mask up. Let's do it as one. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.